How about that, everybody? Back-to-back dance parties. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I I am so feeling it. I'm so feeling it. I'm so happy. The Kraken are back. They're scoring, depth scoring. Everybody's getting on board with it. Seven goals. I mean, it's fantastic. Oh, I'm so excited and pumped Oh, to be back. Doing another ECH post-game live with all of you all. Being able to do a dance party. Yep, Afra, you're here for it too, aren't you? Yes, you are. All right, everybody. Um, I mean, again, it's one of those like, where do you even start, right? The seven goals scored for the Kraken. They played fantastic. Yet again, Riker Evans just somehow one-upping himself all over again. There's just so many positive things that we get to talk about over the course of the next hour. Of course, of course, get RJ coming on. I'm sure it's going to be another fun one from the locker room as well, but got to kick things off with thanking our sponsor, Flatstick Pub, for sponsoring this post-game live as well as all the post-game lives throughout the course of this season. You all know the drill. Get the dollar off your post-game beer if you went to the game at the South Lake Union location. You could go play some duffel boards, celebrate with everybody there. It's great atmosphere, good food, all the local beers you can choose from. So, so great. Got to give the love to flat stick. And then going to come over here to chat and start with the two super chats that are here. First one from Brian. Is it going Brian? Uh, 14 players recorded point tonight of the 19 points recorded. Four came from the fourth line. That's cracking hockey, baby. Oh yes, it is. Brian fourth line. Look, they were taking some heat, right? Everybody knows last year's fourth line set the bar incredibly high for this year's fourth line. But this year's fourth line is getting it done. Kaylor Yamamoto kicking off the score and getting two goals in this game uh, to, to start things off. Belmar getting another one a little bit later on. I mean, they've just been playing so well. Love having Shore on that line. I really think that he's kind of helped bring things together there. And then just the fact that the Kraken system changed, right? Coming out of that eight-game losing streak, we knew they had to shake things up somehow. They've really shaken some stuff up. It's providing a lot more areas to be creative for the players out there on the ice. It's kind of like the big thing that I would touch on um, after watching this game, kind of the second game and with the new look that they have. And I think it really suits that fourth line. I think it really suits a guy like Belmar where, you know, it's a little older, skating not necessarily totally there for him but you know what he can find little gaps to get open net front he can find space for himself to be there for certain rebounds if you let him kind of do his thing Yamamoto if you let him do his thing where he can be aggressive attacking through transition getting up ice quickly for a long stretch pass he'll go and get you goals right like he's he can be a deadly sniper when given the opportunity to be one uh sure i just think has been one of those glue guys he just kind of helps make everybody around him better um and so yeah this fourth line has just been fantastic hit the nail on the head brian it's cracking hockey seth with the super chat this is how the kraken should look against the last place team in the league as opposed to their three four loss earlier good to see a full 60 yeah this is how the kraken looked like against the sharks not that long ago right um that like this they are getting they're getting business done they're taking care of it right they're they're out there they are beating up on a bad team you could tell that the night probably wasn't going to be there for the Blackhawks goaltender after that first uh, Yamamoto goal where he just, I, I don't know how you like overcommit your arm and you just throw your arm out wider than it needs to be. I haven't really seen that from an NHL goaltender before, um, but, but you know, that's where it was. And so you knew that, okay, that we were going to have some chances here tonight. And then once things really started to pile on, Blackhawks had no answer and and the Kraken to their credit they continued to pile it on you heard if you were listening to the Root Sports broadcast John Forslund talked about it towards the end there that Sharks game there were some little warning signs in that third period the Sharks were able to do some stuff the Kraken started to look sloppy and then that carried over into that next game against Vancouver which is of course what kicked off that eight game losing streak did not see that in this one. And I do think it's going to be really important to pay attention and, and hopefully the Kraken kind of learn their lesson from that last incident where they, you know, beat up on a low place team in the sharks. And then they came out 
disastrously against Vancouver in the next game. Look, got the Kings in the next one. They will pounce and they will take advantage if you come out bad against them, just the same way Vancouver did. So it's going to be really interesting. I think the Kraken have learned their lesson. I think they're not going to repeat that same mistake again. And I and I agree with Forsland. We saw the first bit of that tonight with the way that they were able to close out this game, especially with the late penalty kill too. Sergeant Pickles with the super chat. Kicking it off saying, long time no see, friends. Definitely been a while, Sergeant Pickles. Hopefully you've been well, you and the family. Um, couldn't miss this. Duds, Miss Donnie Boy, Radishes belong in soup. Bedard is a Ferrari in a trailer park. I know, Miss Donato, great video that the Kraken had for him. Uh, I definitely agree with you on the other two as well. Studs, Mary Yamus, love it. Uh, amazing Ozone in the second and touchdown Kraken. Yes, and they got the extra point to boot. Um, we talked about Yamamoto. I mean, he is just playing so well right now. You could just tell the confidence is there for him. He is getting to play his style and his brand of hockey. Really, really important. Love to see that for him. Uh, I'm with you. The the ozone control, especially in that second period, you're right, Sergeant Pickles. It was immense. And this is what I'm talking about. The Kraken, you can just see it. Each line plays a little bit differently, right? They're not really playing so much to a system so much as the system's allowing them to be creative, to play their style of hockey, to let them and the chemistry that they have with their line mates shine, right? Use the use the point to keep the puck in when you need to cycle, when you need guys to, to filter around and kind of get things going. But don't don't depend on the point. Don't just throw the puck back to the point and let the defenseman do something. No, you're a forward. You've got skill. You're a smart hockey player. You can walk around in the offensive zone and find something. Your line mates can go to different areas of the ice. They can get open for you to find them. That's what we're seeing from the Kraken right now from all four lines. I think it looks fantastic. Could not be happier for them. And we are definitely seeing the results of it. Chip. With the super chat here, I am what I am, and I am a Yamo fan. <laughs> oh, that is so good. We gave the Hawks the same treatment as the Sharks, and I'm always glad to see Bedard lose lol. Hashtag fear the deep. That's right. Hey, you know what? Some, some pretty good uh, home games these last two, right? Really helping out. Really helping out the goal differential not look so bad on the year for the Kraken, right? Uh, got it Got it. Uh, slightly above the Calgary Flames right now, who they're now tied with in the standings. So, yeah, I, they're doing fantastic. Yamamoto, again, I've, I've been over it. I'm sure we'll go over it again with RJ. And then, yeah, like I said earlier, this was very similar to that Sharks game. You were able to put up a bunch of goals. You were able to really take advantage of playing a team that – is just not really in your league as far as what's going on. Handled it much better than the game in Chicago. I think that's a big deal for the Kraken as well. And it's something that will help their confidence moving forward, I have to imagine. Uh, going over in the comments section here, Vaharen, starting us off. This is a good one. And I, I like it where you're coming from because I actually wore this shirt for a similar reason. The comment our rookies are better than yours, right? We get that Ty Cartier goal in this one. You've got um, Riker Evans picking up a pair of points in this one. Just good stuff all the way around from them. And yeah, with Bedard coming to town, all that kind of stuff, I thought it was important to wear my Maddie for Calder t-shirt. Kind of remember, you know, hey, we've got good young players here too. And that's that's what we got going on. It just felt appropriate. And so I love that that uh, that is the first comment that was put into chat tonight. Head back over to the Super Chats. We got Gregory. Here it is. Waiting for this one. Lemon Lime Gatorade time, baby. Two very good games back-to-back. -back. The fourth line reigns supreme again. Hashtag Yammy 2 Max. Oh, that's a, that's a new one. Uh, no, definitely. And the fourth line getting going is important because you look at all of the forwards who had points tonight. All but three forwards had points tonight, and those three that that were held pointless was Jordan Everly, Matty Beniers, and Alexander Wenberg. So the struggles kind of continue for the Kraken up at the top, but if they're going to have that depth scoring just like they had last year, doesn't really matter, right? As long as the defense is playing well. Joey Decord looks unbeatable right now in net. He is playing so fantastic. Love that for him. The depth scoring is what's going to get it done for the Kraken, just like it was last year. And look, this fourth line is showing, hey, 
we can do what that fourth line did last year and maybe we'll win face-offs and maybe play a little bit more defense too. So that's all good stuff as I uh, take my sip of lemon lime Gatorade. Mm -hmm. I will enjoy that more when RJ's here and I don't have to uh, stay talking as much. Uh, another super chat here from Sean. Thank you. We are going streaking points for everyone. Treats for Afra. You hear that Afra? You're up. <laughs> get on up here you can thank sean for these yes yes you're very happy we'll get you one here um as i uh thank you very much sean for that i know she is very very happy uh as i i'll read off some comments while i get the treat out here uh coop i would still like to say yes to celebrini lol get out of here coop we're celebrating tonight. Dance party. No celebrating talk. Christian, who are these guys? Let's go cracking. Yeah, right. Tell me about it. Uh, no, this is who they are. This is who we thought they could be, right? Through that eight-game losing streak. This is this is what we were talking about. They they had it. They have the roster on paper. We knew they were gonna get, you know, the luck was gonna revert. They were going to start getting bounces like that Bjorkstrand one tonight, right? You get that sweet bounce. And um, yeah, this is this is the team that the Kraken could have been all along and and who we thought they were. And they just needed to kind of get there. Here you go from Sean. There's your big treat. Yes, good girl. Um, are we streaking in the quad? I think we are, Nathan. I think we are. We'll definitely ask RJ about that when he gets in here. Um let's see uh best game of the season from the mark cast i it's up there it is definitely up there um yeah they they're this one was a really good one full 60 minutes the focus the level defense that was played right the goaltending the the scoring all of it was was definitely it was definitely top three i think i i think top three for sure um jared i could get used to this happy to see that fourth line running quite the show they really are. They really are. They are fantastic right now. They look so good. Jessica, thanks, ECH buddies, for being my Kraken crew while I'm at home sick. So fun watching with you guys. What a game. Yes, I know. Hope you feel better soon, Jessica. Mark Cast, why did I have to work tonight? What a night to have to sell my tickets. Yes, I guess on the ones, you know, just try to be happy. Whoever you sold those tickets to, they probably had a good time if they're from Seattle. And you know what? If they're a Blackhawks fan, uh, they didn't. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that for sure. <laughs> uh, Jared wanted Yams to get the Hattie tonight. I did too. That would have been really, really fun. That would have been really, really fun. That would have been great. Uh, super chat from Dave. Uh, Craigland dropping a seven banger. Our boys came to play tonight. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And this is, I think, where they're going to be now for a little while. I think this is where the whole idea of, you know, Dave Haxtell not losing the room, the veteran leadership on this team stepping up over the course of that eight game win streak, figuring things out, you know, the, the coaching staff working together to come up with new ways of approaching basically how they're going to play the games, right? Like we are seeing just a complete shift, a 180 shift in what this team is going out there to do. And that the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for that. And the players deserve a lot of credit for being able to take that in stride, go out there, start executing it, look like they're having fun, be comfortable, be confident to go out there and be creative and make plays as the new system puts a lot more of that on their shoulders, right? That's something that, you know, it could have gone one of two ways. It could go this way where the players embrace that. They go out there, they have fun, they make, a bunch of goals happen could have gone the other way where hey we're, we're coming off an eight game skid we can't score goals at all we're getting shut out every couple games and now i all this pressure's on me i oh, oh no should i be making this play should i be making that play and we see them start overthinking everything but to the players credit that is not at all what happened they look so confident they look in control i think this is the first little bit of stretch where the Kraken have really looked in control. Even if you go back to that 3-0-1 kind of streak right before the eight-game skid, with the exception of that Sharks game, it didn't ever look like the Kraken were in full control when they were out there, right? Sergeant Pickles earlier mentioning the second period and the domination that the Kraken had in the offensive zone in this one. They were in control of this game. The only time that Chicago was able to get a goal was the 
it was off. It was directly off of a turnover from the Kraken. It was the one time the Kraken gave up control in this game was the one time Chicago was able to do something. And I think that's, that's absolutely huge. It's going to be a big key to the Kraken moving forward and their success moving forward, especially as you're going to have to play a team like the LA Kings twice. And I think your next three games, the fact that you got to go and play Dallas stars, another one right that's a team you want to be in control against these kinds of teams that's how you are going to beat them uh because they they're good you know what i mean they're very very good um sammy with the super chat here off topic and go cracking but what breed is afra she is perfect she is definitely perfect she is a jindo it's a korean breed she's actually from south korea she's a rescue from a meat market there and so yes she is uh she was born in seoul south korea and uh she was rescued from life by life animal rescue went over there brought her over here that's where i was able to adopt her she came with a bunch of uh, fun paperwork from that process including um being let go from the department of agriculture there because she was livestock uh so there's there's that but that's afra's uh abridged story <laughs> thank you for the super chat all right let's see here uh did you see christy fist bump with eddie vetter awesome that was fantastic Rand did see that that was really really cool uh shushan just stopping in for a couple minutes wanted to watch reacher before bed but heck yeah we're streaking for sure um <laughs> let's see uh now i'm pumped for the winter classic from todd yeah yeah i am so pumped and like i said all along right that's going to be one of those things where those outdoor games they can go anyway right and the kraken right now are playing so well oh love it love it uh nicole wait dylan did you see the large shirts i did see the large shirts i'm hoping alongside everybody i think that rj is able to get an answer about why everybody was wearing those adam larson shirts as they came into the building tonight and uh you know what probably should start wearing them a lot given how well they played tonight i i think that would be good chris let's go headed back from cpa have a fun post game thank you chris sam awesome crack and win and even though the season's been rough overall things could definitely have been way 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 worse than what we've experienced for example i'm a chargers fan oh dude <laughs> yes things could be a lot lot worse and uh you experienced that tonight uh my condolences for that game earlier uh that's about i mean i don't even know where to begin with that one to be perfectly honest Lindsay emerald city dance party just like how the kraken were dancing in the ozone all night long Ooh, i like that one Lindsay. definitely oh that's a good one uh go check yourself there's a universe where we're in a playoff spot monday night Looks like Hack gets to coach the Winter Classic. Um, uh, let's see. Yes, no, I think that is totally true. Um, yeah, he's he's fine for now. Again, he made the changes, all that stuff. I think all along the cracker were going to be patient. We had talked about that. It was really like if they dropped the whole homestand. Definitely, he's going to be in charge. And then, yes, as far as like a playoff spot, they are only two points out of a wild card spot now. Now, there's a bunch of teams in that mix. Yes, they have games in hand on the Kraken. But again, this is why all those OTLs, they add up and they really keep you in it. You really keep you in it. So, yes, the, the Kraken, they are only two points out of a wild card spot right now, everybody, as the night kind of comes to an end. Pretty awesome, right? Like they're right there. They were able to survive and stay in there. Maddie, have I been saying Kaylor's name wrong or is Dylan? I'm sure it was me in the excitement, and I probably said Kyler uh a, a, a couple times. Um I is it right? Is it now I'm overthinking it? Is Kaylor Kyler? Oh uh yeah, I I'm sure I I was just I was just uh going. Uh James Dylan, sorry if it's been shown, but what is your chair jersey? It's an Oliver Bjorkstrand winter classic jersey. Definitely good stuff. Um, let's see, hockey fork first. Riker is solid in all areas. Definitely, he's been playing fantastic. Second, uh, rain it in, everyone. This is how they should play against bad teams. Two wins in a row ties us for our best streak of the season. Cautious optimism recommended. I, I understand where you're coming from hockey fork. I do. I do. Um, but like I said, you only, only two points out of a playoff spot. Like it's not, 
it's not so bad. It's not that bad. We'll see how they do against the Kings. We'll see how they do against the Dallas Stars, right? These are teams that are in playoff position. Really, a lot. I think almost all of their games the rest of the year are that, with the exception of the Ducks. I'd have to relook at the schedule. But yeah, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but also at the same time, like, Kraken are playing so well right now. They look so good since the system change. And I think the system change is the thing where you can kind of reset expectations. And looking at these two games since then, things look good. Things look good. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to kind of, you know, win two of their next three or something like that. Or certainly uh, kind of continue to pick up points here. Light with the super chat. Riker with three points in five games total. He and Carts have stepped up big. Maddie too. The kids are taking this team so far. They are. And I know Maddie is he's looks a lot better. Again, still the point production isn't quite there for him for whatever reason, right? He's pretty snake bit this year. Jordan Everly's been snake bit 10 games now without a goal for him. Uh, so it's just kind of an issue right there for those two guys. But I'm with you. Riker Evans looks so comfortable and confident now, and the points are starting to pile up. He's starting to really get aggressive offensively, and the kid is special when it comes to how he can handle the puck and the plays he can make and the plays he can find. And he happened to come in right at this perfect time where Dave Haxtell's kind of handing the keys over to the players on the ice and letting them go out there and play their brand of hockey. Oh man, Riker Evans plays an exciting and fast paced brand of hockey and it's fitting in with a lot of guys on this team. Cartier also stepping up again. He's one of those hard worker guys, those hard worker guys, they'll, they, for whatever reason, they'll go through kind of dips and, and droughts and stuff like that. But when they're on, man, they are just so on and it is clutch and you can depend on them. And it's fantastic. James with the super chat here, live in Dallas and we'll be at the game Monday. What should Kraken fans watch for most? Well, right now, like I said, it's the fact that in the offensive zone, they're being given the freedom to create plays. They're given the freedom to hold on to the puck. It's not quick, get it back to the point and then go and try to get a screen going, go and try to be there for a rebound after a point shot, or don't jump and chase when you enter the zone. Right now, one of the I'm like I'm having the most fun that I've had watching the Kraken just because we're really getting to see how each of these players, at least the forwards, really think about the game of hockey, and they all kind of think about it a little bit differently, right? And I think that's been a lot of fun. That's what I've been watching. That's what's got me psyched to watch. James is just the fact that. Right now, we're getting to see these Kraken players kind of play loose and fun. Maybe not not quite like pond hockey loose, but they are kind of being able to kind of revert to their like true selves as hockey players, whoever they were as a kid. Sorry for bumping the mic there. And I think that's really been exciting and that's been fun to see. And then also, Joey Decord is playing fantastic right now. He's somebody else that I would watch if I was going to a game right now just because he's stopping a lot of pucks. A lot of pucks. Uh, super chat here from Jessica as well. Don't forget the old man. Pebbles is my hero. Yes, Pierre Edward Belmar has been playing fantastic these last couple games. Obviously, he gets the goals in back-to-back -back games. That's super impressive. But the face-off numbers have been back for him, right? Those had dipped a little bit. I think, again, the freedom for him to play his brand of hockey in the offensive zone. He's not like a big guy who's going to go there and try to get screens, try to tip the puck. That's not really his skill set, all that kind of stuff that was being asked of a lot of the Kraken forwards. He's one of these guys who wants to go and kind of hang out just to the side of the net, right? Find an open patch of ice for himself, be there for a rebound if it happens to pop out his way. But otherwise, he's just going to be somebody who's going to try to slowly pull coverage away from the net front, open things up for his line mates in a way. And he's been he's been able to do that right now. And he's playing fantastic. Absolutely love that for him. Becca, Dylan, can you go a little bit more in depth on the system change? Yes, I will, Becca. And thank you for the super chat. So the big thing, right, was the dump and chase was what they were doing. Well, let me get the, the whiteboard. Everybody knows because everybody was in uh, chat all the time uh, complaining about the dump and chase, right? The Kraken were playing a lot of dump and chase hockey uh, go the last little bit here, right? We were seeing them, you know, just take the puck, dump it into the corner, right? Something like that. Winger goes, follows it in. And then they were asking their centers pretty consistently just to then start driving through the slot. And then they were going to try to get the puck to the center get a shot off on, on the goaltender. I'll get a goalie in there. There you go. Um, get a shot off on the goaltender. Try to create one of those 
high percentage chances, right? That the analytics models love. This is what we talked about on the last deep dive um, where it was, you know, money puck. It's just kind of like the closer your shot is to the net, like the better chance, chance, chance it is. And uh, so this is what they were doing. And then if this play didn't work, the next thing that they were doing was they were basically being told, look, just get basically all your forwards somehow kind of something like this, like a little triangle thing net front, get the puck back to the point and then just start taking a ton of shots from the point. Try to get it, try to get a screen or a tip or something going on, but would just have a ton of traffic in front. It screens, tips, and rebounds, and that's how we're going to try to score. And it was not working. It wasn't working at all, right? And so now what they're doing is we're seeing a lot more controlled zone entries. We're seeing things where players can enter the zone, button hook about halfway, let the other players start entering the zone. That's been fantastic to see, something we hadn't seen a lot of from this team. So you get the controlled zone entries, which allows you to set up in the zone. And then, like I said, each line's kind of playing differently right now because they're just having the freedom to do what they want, what they're comfortable with, what they think should happen, what them and their line mates chemistry is dictating to them. So each line's playing a little bit differently. I think it's really fascinating to watch, say, the um, the Yanni Gord line right now because you have two very north-south players in Ellie Tolvanen and Yanni Gord, right? They are guys that, Okay, you have the controlled zone entry, right? Yanni Gord, watch him on every single play, right? What does he do? He always likes to come in right like that. He wants to say, if if we're attacking with speed, you are going to get me the puck here, and I'm going to, to try to score that way. A little similar to what they were doing from before. It's just that you're not sending it from the corner. So you have that from Yanni Gord. Uh, Tolvanen kind of plays a similar style. He'll maybe hold up a little higher and wants that puck for more of a one-time shot. Oliver Bjorkstrand's totally different guy. East-West player. When you give him the freedom to be, he's going to be an East-West player. He is going to move around the puck. You saw that with his goal tonight, right? I'm going to take the puck. I'm going to control it. I'm going to go from over here. I'm going to go around the net. I'm going to come that front. Oh, Yanni Gord's doing his thing, right? He's streaking towards the net. I'm just going to throw it to him. Now, it doesn't get to Yanni Gord because it bounces off of a Blackhawks skate, but that's the kind of stuff that he wants to be doing. It's kind of similar to Maddie. He wants to be able to go around the offensive zone, find gaps, all that kind of stuff. But each line is playing a little bit differently right now because they have the freedom to go out there and play the way that they want to. And so I would just recommend really watching them it's it's a lot of fun kind of seeing how all these different players are reacting and how they're getting things going. We've got RJ here. Thanks for bearing with me there, RJ, while I finish that up a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I was I, lucky to see that on the whiteboard. That's music to my ears still and great stuff. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I tuned in, I saw the whiteboard. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to gonna grab the popcorn and watch with everybody else. Yes, and enjoy your, uh, your disco light show there as well. Um, RJ, I mean, this was a fantastic game. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, I've got the Kraken win graphics in front of me. I realize it's been a while since we've had this lighting problem, you know, before the last yes. game. I've just noticed it these last two nights. Uh, but yeah, it was a great game. I mean, the Kraken played really well. And yes, the Blackhawks are a bad team, but this is what you should do to a bad team. And I think the Kraken, they kept their foot on the gas, too. That's the most important thing, especially in the first period when it seemed like they were starting to get sloppy a little bit had some bad turnovers, and at that point, it was only a one nothing game. But they got back into the game, they scored that second one, and they never looked back. And, I mean, let me tell you, the vibes in the building, the vibes in the room are very, very good. Yes, and uh, it's been brought up a couple times. It's being brought up right now at the bottom of chat here, RJ, with Nicole. Did you get a shirt, RJ? The vibes started when everybody entered the building today, RJ, with those Adam Larson shirts. Were you able to find out anything about those? A little bit. So the story is still incomplete, but don't worry. I did as much detective work as I possibly could. So first for Scrum, we got Oliver Bjorkstrand, and he was wearing the Larson shirt for Scrum. And of course, everybody you know, kind of noticed it right away. Piper's got to get those first couple questions in about the game because those have to go straight to the post-game show. Immediately once those were done, I just like, okay, the, the Larson shirt, what's the story there? And he was a little hesitant. He's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it was just, I just found this in my stall. It's, it's a nice shirt. It's a good photo. So Bjorkstrand didn't give us a whole lot on the shirt. 
Now, Yamamoto gave us a little bit more. So he was also, actually, he was wearing a hoodie version of it. So he was wearing a hoodie yeah. with that printed on the front of it. And he said that Matty Beneers might have had something to do with it. He didn't want to throw anyone under the bus, but Matty might have had something to do with it. So I think there's a little bit more digging to do, whether it's at practice tomorrow or morning skate the next day. Uh, but don't worry, I will stay on the case. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's interesting because like his birthday was last month. So it's not like mm -hmm. a, a Larson birthday thing. Interesting stuff. I wonder if he said something, RJ, that kind of you know rallied the troops after the eight-game skid. Maybe it's something like that. I don't know. Be interesting. Uh, it everybody's, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, everybody's on board if they start selling them. Jake in here, if they sell them, I'll buy two. I'd be first in line, of course. Uh, oh, we yeah. know you would. It's an interesting one. Also, uh, interestingly, Larson uh, himself actually kind of popped back into the locker room after everyone was gone. We were just finishing up the scrum with Riker Evans. And so we all just turned our attention to him and he just walked out right before anyone could get to him. So I don't know. I feel like he knows something. It, yeah, there's something going on. There's definitely something going on. Um, Sean asking the question for you, RJ, how was Donato's reception by the CPA crowd tonight? Uh, it was great. I mean, everyone was super excited to have him here. During warmups, you could tell there were a lot of fans that were there, even on the Blackhawks side just to see Ryan Donato. Uh, the end of warmups was the best part, capped it off. There was a fan there in a Ryan Donato jersey. He spotted her right away, grabbed a puck from the net, and threw it to her. And then, of course, the tribute video. I believe it's only the second tribute video the Kraken have done. I remember there was one for Mark Giordano, and this is the second one I can remember. Uh, and the fans responded, as you would expect them to, with a big cheer for the tribute video. I think it was really well done. Yeah, definitely. Uh, everybody's saying, you know, didn't we say that the team needed pranks? They heard us from Nicole there. Zoe, are the Larson shirts the new playing Mario Kart? Are the boys having fun again? I got to imagine they're having fun after, you know, 7-1 victories, RJ. Definitely. I mean, how could you not? But it's, it's so clear, the vibes in the room. They are having fun again. And I think they were kind of having fun a little bit, as much as you can during the losing streak. They were just waiting for, you know, the reason to be able to kind of go out and show it, right? When you're losing, you know, seven in a row, you can't be, you know, cheering and having fun and doing stuff like this. But I feel like they had a lot that was kind of built up and saved up. Oh, yeah, definitely. And now they find themselves, RJ, two points out of a wild card spot. Just Incredible. like that. Just like that. Um, and one of the big reasons for that is the is the change in, in what the offense is doing, RJ. What did it look like to you tonight? Because tonight it really seemed like it, it progressed from that last game to now where, uh, in you know, my words from earlier, Hackstall's just kind of handed the keys over to the players on the ice and just said, go do your thing. Yeah, I think you see a lot more creativity uh, that seems to be allowed from the guys. And each line is kind of putting their own unique stamp on the game. And that's what I love to see. I believe we had lines from all four uh, goals from all four forward lines. And they all kind of came in different ways that, you know, make sense for what each line does. And I thought that was really great to see it. And I think, um, you know, they're, they're just allowed a lot more freedom in the offensive zone, it feels like. It, it doesn't feel like there's that emphasis on just throw as many pucks as you possibly can to the net and you're able to utilize the guy's skill sets a lot more. So I, I love what I'm seeing here. It's going to be a little more difficult next game against the LA Kings team. That's going to try and be really stifling. That's going to be the real test, but against a team like Chicago, what better way to find your confidence than to go out there and play kind of free flowing, creative hockey the way, you know, you can. Yeah. I said it earlier as well. These last two games really feel like the, the most the Kraken have ever been in control out there on the ice, RJ, right? You look at this one, the one Chicago goal is a direct result of the one time the Kraken give up control, right? I think they give a direct turnover. It ends poorly, but that was really the only time that that happened throughout this game. Another super chat here from Sergeant Pickles stayed long enough to say hello to RJ. Miss all you fine folk, but fear not. I shall return. Definitely Sergeant Pickles. Thanks for the super chats tonight. And you know, yeah, looking forward to see you. Maybe while I'm up there around the Winter Classic, we'll be able to say hi oh, yeah. in person. Um, Riker Evans, RJ, just finding ways to just keep raising that bar. Yeah, he does. I mean, he just he looks incredible. He looks so ready for the NHL, especially in a game like this where the pressure maybe wasn't as high from the Blackhawks as some of these other teams. He's able to thrive with that time and space, and to the tune of what he got two assists tonight, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, two assists generating offensively, but also not making any mistakes defensively, not giving 
the Blackhawks any any kind of extra chance, any turnovers. I mean, he, his game is just so mature for a player as young as he is. And it's the kind of thing that we had questions about, certainly going into the season. Could he step it up and be this player every game? But I think we're seeing that consistency from him. Definitely. Uh, I'm just going to hang towards the, the lower side of chat, everybody. So if I skip your comment from earlier, you want it read, the question you guys want uh, from RJ and me, go ahead and put it down at the bottom of chat now. You just repost it. And I'll get to it. Um, Sergeant Pickles talking about Riker strikes me as a really cool balance between Lars and Dunn. Good defensive responsibility, but can still make those outlet passes. I think that's been really important, certainly for a player like Yamamoto, RJ, to get him going. And then from Brooke, just got home from the game. Borgen's still doing amazing. Love to see it. He had himself, you know, he's had himself two good games here. That's true. And I know you limited to just the two good games, maybe. I, you're a little bit more critical of Borgen generally than I am, but I love seeing him when he's playing like this. I, I'm glad they gave him an assist on the first goal because originally they didn't. They had it unassisted. But that pinch is what allows that turnover to happen in Yamamoto to get that streaking into the zone to get everything started. Um, I mean, Borgen, when he plays confident like this, it's amazing what he can do and what he can generate offensively, whether it's that, whether it's the stretch pass the other night. But I mean, he's just dishing pucks left and right uh, and it's going really well for him. And he's he's limiting any mistakes in the D zone. Yeah, that's been a big thing is that he's been he's been staying a little closer to the net. He's not kind of wandering out as much as he was there. So I, I'm really a fan of that. Zoe, do we know who got the hat? Uh, we don't. And I looked around the room for it, maybe finding it in the stall. No, they've cleared the hat out already. So we'll have to find out when everyone else does. Uh, unfortunately. Sorry. Uh, yep. The comic bench. How big is the Kings game this Saturday? I think it's pretty big, RJ, because it'll be our first real time seeing the new system against a playoff team. Yeah, it's the first big test, exactly, for this new system. And also, just in the context, in the greater context of everything, you remember what happened the last time the Kraken won seven to one convincingly in a game like this? Mm -hmm. I think they took it easy a little bit. They let their foot off the gas and, and they got complacent. You cannot do that here. I don't think they will. I think the effort's certainly going to be there next game. Uh, this is not like how it was after the Sharks game. But still, I mean, the Kings are going to be a tough opponent, even if the Kraken play as well as they possibly can. A win is certainly not guaranteed. Oh, definitely. And I think that's, you know, it's something that it already seems like they learned the lesson. Forsland brought it up on the Root Sports broadcast that, you know, third period of the Sharks game, they were starting to get looser and stuff there was not the case tonight, right? Like you have that big late PK. You've got them just really playing to the whistle, so to speak, to the horn, I guess it's hockey. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, have, have the Kings lost one on the road yet? They have. Okay. So and and not only that, I believe they are yeah, they've lost two in a row now. Kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch. So, you know, hopefully the Kraken, right? They can keep this momentum. Kings can keep that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be the worst <laughs> thing in the world, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Daniel, in Dallas game, I'll be looking to see if we can light up Ottinger like we did in the playoffs. Oh, that definitely, that will be an interesting one. It's another one, right? You're playing a playoff team. It's going to be important to see how this team performs against them. Tammy, did we break Bedard's point streak? I believe we did. Yes, I don't think Bedard had a point in this one. The Kraken overall did a pretty good job shutting him down. Um, I believe, uh, last I checked, in late in the third period, he only had, well, no, I think I know he got at least another shot on goal, but he had one for a long time. Shot attempts were pretty heavy in Seattle's favor with Bedard on the ice. Um, really, it wasn't until the end of the game where they kind of gave him that one turnover for the partial breakaway, and then, of course, on the ensuing power play that he had some chances. But overall, pretty good job shutting him down. Also, Dave Haxtell talked about that a little bit after the game as far as what the strategy was against a player like Bedard. He said they had some matchups that they'd identified that they wanted to get in this game, and he feels like they were able to kind of get those. I think you saw a lot of you know the Gord line and some of the Kraken shutdown lines really put the clamps on Bedard. Yeah, and it's something that's going to be interesting for the Blackhawks moving forward. So much of that team is just built around him. That, yes, if you're an opposing team, you can just basically game plan for Bedard and say, somebody else on this roster, go beat us, right? Like, that is that is kind of a way that you can do that. For the, for the Kraken, though, next game, can't really do that against the Kings, RJ, right? Because if you sell out to stop Kopitar or Kempe or Fiala, they've still got Deneau and Byfield now and Kaliev and like a million guys who are just going to beat you. 
yeah, it's a totally different strategy going into it as a coach. The Blackhawks, they're, they're a very one-dimensional team. They have nobody else who can beat you. It's going to be a totally different challenge. And um, I'm interested to see what Hackstall does to adjust for that. And, and, get, and against the Kings, too, they just feel matchup proof. You know what I mean? You, you can even be at home all you want, get the matchups you want, but they're just so deep down the middle. Uh, I don't know how you really defend against it. I was going to say, I didn't even bring up here, Luke Dubois, but yeah, he's there too now too. So it's <laughs> going to be, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm really looking forward to it uh, for the Kraken though. I think, I think it's coming at the right time for them, right? Like where they can really kind of test themselves here with something like that. Jake, I think playing with Riker has made Dumoulin look better as well. I really do like that pairing RJ. I know somebody else a little bit earlier, I basically was asking the question of, um, I think it was B here. What does this mean for Schultz too? Yeah, I mean, Schultz has kind of joined Magna now in the, the regular scratch club. And uh, we didn't, I don't think anybody asked if Schultz was even available for this game. We all just knew he wasn't going to play because Riker's been playing so well. Um, I don't know. I mean, he might be a more regular scratch now, uh, as long as everybody else stays healthy. And I, I know you can never take that for granted in the NHL, certainly on a blue line, that everyone stays healthy. But for the time being, He's in scratch territory just because this is working. Yeah, it is. Uh, Maddie, I noticed other teams record post-game interviews in the locker room. How come the Kraken don't do that? Um, so, like, the the posting the videos afterward yeah. of, like, the post-game scrums. Uh, yeah. I believe they used to put them on YouTube in their entirety. Now I think they just take kind of snippets from them. Uh-huh. It's just, you know, it's, it's a choice. You know, I, they, I've seen some teams do it one way, some teams do it another. Um, but yeah, I don't know why they switched to just using the little, the little bits from him. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, they, I guess they would guess maybe that gets more views, kind of a shorter form. You know, here's the highlights yeah. instead of the full package. Yeah. And, and because of that, the extra editing required, they just go up later, uh, is what I think has been going on this year. Um, Chip, if we beat the Kings, I might actually have to go streaking. Um, I would say, uh, check your local laws and ordinances before maybe doing something like that. Good advice. Uh, Yeah. Um, uh, Shay, I feel it just jumped on me. There we go. I feel like this game is hard to pick one player as a hat recipient because this felt like the first game where it was a total team win. Everyone contributed and pulled their weight. I agree with that, RJ. I mean, really, both of these last two games have felt that way. That being said, if you had to pick somebody, RJ, I'm putting you on the spot. Who would it be? Oh, um, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I am tempted to say someone from the fourth line, like maybe Belmar. I, I think probably Pierre Edward Belmar is who I'd go with. Okay, I was gonna go with Yamamoto. Okay, right? I mean, like, take your take your pick of those yeah. guys. I, I mean, on that first goal too, that was that was so close. Like either of them could have hit that in. Um, and we talked to Yamamoto about it after the game too, and he said, at least from what he thought, he thought he hit the puck and then maybe also hit Belmar's stick on mm-hmm. that. Um, and it looks like that's probably what happened. Yeah, it, it looked that way. Um, yeah, that's that's what I would go with. Striatic, another one. Going to put, put you on the spot, RJ. Which goal was your favorite tonight? There's definitely a lot to choose from in this one. I'm, it's that is a, That's actually a pretty tough one. I don't know. I have you know an what? answer, though. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Okay, go, no, go for it. Uh, it's the first goal of the night. Because I, I'm a sucker for a well-timed Will Borgen pinch. And I like that Yamamoto was so direct on that, that he just huh. took it in and shot it. You know, he didn't second guess it. He didn't try and button hook, didn't do anything. Just went in and ripped that shot and, and faster than the Blackhawks could adjust. And again, just the fourth line, getting the guys on the board again. We saw it so yeah. much last season. And now we've seen it, I guess, twice this season where the fourth line gets multiple goals. And I don't know that the Kraken can lose when that's the case. It sure doesn't seem like they can. For 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 me, the goal, I got to go with Jared McCann's, RJ, right? Oh, that's a good it's, one. It's a power play goal. It's one of those just emphatic, like, I'm scoring right now kind of plays where it's just like nothing is going to stop me. And it comes off of him drawing the penalty, right? Him being a little shaken up after getting high sticked. He comes out there on the power play, able to drive that one home, give the Kraken, you know, 50% on the power play for the night, right? Help out that average there. But it was just one of those, like, it's a goal scorer imposing his will on the game. And that's always something fun to see. That's a really good one. You know, that's got to feel good for Jared McCann, even just at like a basic primal human level. If you know, you get hit and you get hurt by someone and you get to go like punish them by hitting something as hard as you possibly can. I that you know, that feels great for him. 
Definitely. And it, it, it came through the TV. I was feeling it at home, RJ. Uh, Cody asking, didn't get to watch the full game. Were there any scraps? I guess the closest there was to a scrap would have been after that high stick from Jared McCann, but not really in this one. Yeah, not an official fight, but I, I am glad the guy stepped in, though, after that. It did take him a few seconds, I think, just to kind of realize what was going on. But certainly that's something we identified in the press bridge right away is just, okay, this McCann got hit up high. Somebody mm-hmm. go after him. The game's out of hand. Do it. And then they, they eventually did. And it's, it's good they got in Murphy's face and without taking a penalty. Yeah, it was one of those where like whenever I see, especially like a player like McCann go down, I, my immediate reaction is like, okay, like everything stopped. Like we've got to like figure out what's going on. I was only sitting with Afra, So I like put my hand like out in front of her, like, don't, don't talk, like stop talking. Not that she was, but it was, it was one of those <laughs> moments for sure. So I can only imagine what it was like on the press bridge. Uh, <laughs> the super chat here. Thank you very much. Shout out to the fourth line again from me. Amazing work. Go Kraken. RJ, I mean, I, we, I talked about them a lot through this one. You've touched on them a little bit here. It really does feel like, though, them having the ability to play their own style, particularly with Belmar, I feel like these have just been the best two games he's played in a Kraken sweater. I would agree with that. And the chemistry that these three are finding also, um, you can tell that they're really starting to gel with each other. And I, I did talk with Devin Shore a little bit after the uh, the optional practice the other day. I don't think it got captured on the scrum or anything, but just talking about kind of the role of the fourth line and, and what, what goes well for the rest of the team when those guys are gelling. And he was also quick to point out too, that even though in the past games, they hadn't been scoring, leading up to the game where they had a couple goals, he felt like they were really starting to put their game together and doing a lot of those little things that he knows his teammates notice, even if it doesn't show up kind of to all the fans right away. You know, they only kind of notice when they score, but he felt like the last few games were really good leading into what they've been able to do now. Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand that one. Uh, Shay said, uh, ran a Twitter poll for the hat tonight and overwhelmingly uh, the responses favored Yamamoto. So there we yep. go. Good work there, Shay. Um, uh, Chip McCann's cannon shot or Bjorky's off the skate were so good. Jake was going with the Belmar Yamamoto double goal. Yeah, what do you think, RJ? In a situation like that, should they both get credited for half a goal, like it's a sack in the NFL? You know, I wouldn't mind that. I don't know how you credit that because that one was a little bit more clear if you looked at it later. But seriously, if both guys just touch the puck at the same time simultaneously. How do you score that? I guess you have to pick one you think touched it last. Yeah, I, I mean, I, here's the here's the question, right? And this would be a great question to like send into 32 thoughts for Jeff Merrick, right? Mm-hmm. How long would the NHL spend really trying to get it right before they just threw their hands up and were like, we got to go home at some point? Like we're just yeah, I mean, giving credit, lock it in on the box score, submit the game report, we're gone. I mean, the situation will spend a lot of time on that kind of stuff. You'll even see goals change hands or they'll find a deflection somewhere the next day. You'll some yeah. occasionally have like hat tricks or something taken away uh, because of little things like that. So I know they continue to look at until they're absolutely sure. Uh, I think that would probably happen. I wonder what would happen, though, if you had somehow like it broke down, you had a two on oh on just an empty net. The other team pulled their goalie and both guys kind of decide to just touch the puck at the same time. And just, you know, nudge it into the net. So there really is no debate. They were both touching it at the same time and see what the league would do about it. They just go for maximum friendship points. (laughs) (laughs) That would be that would be pretty epic. Uh, That would that would be fantastic. Rebecca, fourth line coming through on Donato night is extra spicy. That is true. I guess we haven't even talked about that idea of it, RJ. Yeah, that narrative was circulating a little bit up in the press bridge, you know, with with Donato coming back and certainly a lot of people saying how much they missed him. They shouldn't have gotten rid of him. Um, And I certainly understand missing Ryan Donato. He was great to have around. Um, But the fourth line certainly looked good enough on its own uh, right now. Oh, definitely. And as Jeff's saying, Belmar looks like he belongs now. So there you go. Got a super chat here from Tammy. Can you guys help me understand the availability of winter classic jerseys? Team store says they won't get more are the ones online real slash official. So yeah, it's been pretty confusing all over the place when it comes to this. I, I still got to think at some point they would get more RJ given the winter classic is still a couple weeks out. It's like they'd want them available for that. Um, but I would say if you are looking at, you know, the NHL shop uh, online, that's going to be real. If you're looking at the Kraken team store online, that's going to be real, right? There are the two levels of the jerseys. You have the Adidas, 
you know, like authentic um, player ones. And then you also have the fanatics one um, as well. So like, again, those are both officially licensed, but they are going to be slightly different um, just like what they are with the regular jerseys. I don't know. Is it, has there been any like words from up there, RJ? I know there was the issue with the customization stuff, right? Not having as many numbers and letters that they were going to need for a lot of the customization, but it seemed like they settled that. Cause like I got my Jersey. I know several other people were able to get theirs on the discord. Yeah, and I think I've heard of a couple people recently who were also able to get theirs customized uh, in the last few days. But as far as, because I do have some, you know, contacts inside the Kraken store and whatnot, I haven't heard anything from them about just general supply, aside from that there really wasn't enough to go around in the initial order, and they maybe didn't plan on, on this much demand. I don't know about any future orders. I'm sorry, I can't give a better answer there. Yeah, so that's... All the information that we have, unfortunately, Tammy. Um, and then, you know, I, I know some people on Discord were also able to find them, you know, on eBay and stuff, in which case it's it's standard, like, shopping online, right? Try to do your due diligence, look at the pictures, look at the seller, right? Try to vet them as best that you can um, and kind of go about it that way. Uh, Ran asking, RJ, how did the fans react when Eddie Vedder was in the house? I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. Okay, I'm sorry to say this, but there was almost no reaction. They showed him up on the Twins, just nothing. Absolutely not. We were kind of struck up in the press bridge how little of a reaction there was for him, to be honest. That's really surprising. Especially, it's a shame. Especially because, like, w did they wait for the first time to, to show him and his wife when they were doing the, the, like, One Roof Foundation or the charity thing? Yeah, I believe that was the first that they were shown. And it, before they talked about the cherry and everything, you know, they were obviously introduced as, you know, this is who this is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really expected kind of more of a cheer or just something. I mean, obviously there was a cheer after they talked about the charity and the great work that they're yeah. doing. Um, but yeah, nothing for them initially. Interesting. Sorry. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, Stratic, goal totals can matter for performance bonuses and free agency and stuff. Money hangs in the balance, so I guess they need to take their time. Yeah, I mean, and the NHL does care about, like, the history of the sport and the record-keeping aspect of it. I mean, these are, of, of all the, like, hockey historian nerds, RJ, right? Like, these are the, the, the ones at the top that are in charge of being able to do that kind of stuff. And I love that for them. And I certainly love it. I love being able to go back and look at a box score from 50 years ago, or I've been working on a, on an editing project and it's been nice to have certain things from a long time ago for it. And uh, so I, I, I understand why they want to get it right beyond just the fact that, yeah, it could potentially, I guess, one day play into whether or not a player gets, you know, a nice little chunk of change for hitting a performance bonus. Yeah, and certainly with sports betting becoming more common in the sport oh, as well, true. you have to make sure to get that right and put a lot of care Ooh. into it. Yeah, forget about the players getting paid, right? <laughs> <laughs> Need to make sure that all works out. Didn't even think about that. Uh, Zoe, when the when the fourth line is good, the Kraken are good. Thoughts? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed completely. <laughs> yeah. But there's I, look, not much more to say on that. I was going to say when the fourth line's good, I mean, they're part of the Kraken. It means the Kraken's good. <laughs> I don't know. But, it's but it gets is... the other guys going. I really do it think does. it does that. It does. And it makes I, them feel it... like they can score. It just gives them this confidence. It's hard to describe. Yep. I was just going to say, I think that's I think that's a big deal for it. Uh, Nicole, Team Store in Bellevue told me they can't customize them. They're not getting letters anymore. So there we go. Uh, there. Um uh, and oh, Geo should beat us to it with the betting. I think they have to check the correct scoring because of all the betting sponsorships now. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> very, very much on it. Um, let's see. Uh, Becca's saying it was kind of confusing how they introduced Eddie Vedder, though. Uh, Meester saying my section went crazy. Uh, and Rayanne uh, also pointing out, well, maybe it's because, you know, he is a Chicago boy. Mm, yeah, maybe that's part of it. I did like the, the Twitter post, though, where they showed. Uh, it coming together with Chris Drieger, who has Eddie Vedder on his mask. Yes. You know, meeting him. Get the fist bump there. And I will say later on, Root Sports went back to show him and he was hanging out with Chris Chelios because they're apparently pretty good mm. friends and stuff. So, yeah, you know, on a night when you're playing the Blackhawks, I could understand it, I guess. Yeah. And there's uh, some cool names, you know, the building from that. Uh, one cool thing that I saw after the game was Joey Decord and Darren Pang having a long chat, you know, about their experiences as a goalie in different eras of hockey. But I just think, Stuff like that is, is just really cool to see, you know, goalie from one era, goalie from another era. Big size difference there as well, even though Joey's not the biggest goalie. Um, but I, I just really enjoyed seeing that. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, Chip's asking if you got a Winter Classic jersey. No, I, I do not have a Winter Classic jersey. I, at some point, I, I will get one, assuming they're available. If there's another run, I think I might have to. I, I think it's the best Kraken jersey there is. So, I mean, how could I not get one yep. at some point? Yep. The more I look at yours on the back of the chair, Dylan, I mean, that's like, what, I can't look at this every there. game and not get one. It's just, it's mocking me. I know. Um, Habak, who goes in against LA? I think a trap. I think it's a trap game for the Kings. Yeah. I mean, do you just stick with goalie? I mean, right as uh, with Joey is what I meant, not goalie. Obviously, <laughs> you're going to stick with a goalie, I would hope. Uh, but light with the super chat. Side note, Joey played well enough to get the shutout. I agree with that, right? Like it was a direct turnover in the defensive zone that led to the goal, the one goal against. Um, do you stick with Joey, RJ? Just keep that going. Yeah, I do. I mean, ride him as long as you feel like you can, fatigue-wise. Occasionally, you might want to give Drieger a start if Grubauer's out long-term, but uh, this is not the game to do it. I think you, you've got a good thing going. You've got to go with the goalie that gives you the best chance to win. And, and Dave Haxtell did praise Joey after this one, too. And he pointed out that Joey's been playing a lot of winning hockey lately, even during the losing streak. He said there were games where he played well enough for us to win. We just weren't able to get that, that big goal or that first goal for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I agree with um, you. I would I would go back to Joey Decord. I mean, he's just on fire right now. No reason to change that up, really, right? Like, he's just, he's playing some of the best hockey we've ever really seen from him at the NHL level, so. I but. do wonder, is is his save percentage, whatever it's gone up to now, is that the highest save percentage a Kraken goalie has had during a season at any point, like mid-season? That's a good Maybe question. Maybe Mark Jones got up there last year, but. It's got to yeah. be close. I was going to say, I know going for his last four games, it was 929, 955 tonight. I'm, uh, let me see if um, it looks like the NHL website has it updated. It looks like he's up to 904 after tonight. Okay. So I, that, I feel like that still might be. <laughs> it still might be, which is, you know, it says a lot about uh, save percentages when it comes to, uh, to things. But yeah, 904. I mean, that's, we, Certainly, if he was able to keep that up for the rest of the year, no cracking goaltender has been able to do that. Yep. Yeah, you, you take that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, let's see. Uh, Edward, I saw Wonder Classic jersey out in the wild for the first time tonight. Probably sweet. I know Meester saying uh, you got to get the jersey, RJ. They love theirs. Uh, Habak, I stopped feeling bad for Chicago when they cross-checked McCann to the face. Wanted double digits after that. I'm sure you were not alone. <laughs> That. Yeah, I was wondering if we might see the We Want 10 chance. They got another goal or two. Yes. Uh, Stratic, I'm curious when RJ even gets to wear jerseys since he's since at games he has to dress professionally. Yeah, and then I think the only other time you ever leave RJ is to, it's again hockey related and you got to go play hockey, in which case you got to wear a different jersey. Right. So the answer actually is pretty much never. Uh, I got that Yanni Gord jersey that I still have in my closet and I don't think I've worn it since the Jersey review video that I did all the way back before the Kraken had played a game. Yeah, re really. I mean, when, when you kind of do what I do, you really can't. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we <laughs> had the whole story that I know I told earlier, you know, my girlfriend wore it and it got pepper sprayed and all of that, but I don't think I've actually worn it since. It's a, uh, it's a legit spicy Jersey now, RJ. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I just, I actually, I just put that together. <laughs> oh man it's true though oh it's still unfortunate that it happened but yeah <laughs> oh man um cody i'm gonna wear my rare white seattle metropolitans jersey Ooh, that sounds interesting cody that sounds really cool um yes uh yeah uh, and then some people talking about uh florida getting shut out by the canucks so florida just does not like the Pacific Northwest RJ and then chip Dunn and Bjorkstrand are both tied at 24 points. Now done with 20 assists and Bjorky with 15. Wow. I mean, they've been the two consistent guys all year, RJ, when it comes to being able to produce points. Yeah, they have. And the Kraken have certainly needed that at very bad. A lot of times this season, they needed someone who can just step up and score Bjorkstrand really driving the bus for a while. But yeah, that's right. Dunn, even though he's been the team's point leader, I don't think gets enough talk about how much he's been able to do scoring-wise this season, especially with how uncertain it was after last year. Is that a flash in the pan? Is that just mm -hmm. a you know contract year type season? But he's really kept it going. Oh, definitely. 
And then I think we'll go ahead and close things out. I mean, we've still got 131 people in here. It's fantastic. Thank you all so much. Close things out with a pair of, of Joey comments here. First off, I'm going to go with Tammy's. I love how Joey comes out to the puck, but there was one time tonight where it felt like he just wanted to be out there with all the skaters. I know exactly the moment I know Tammy's the time you're talking about. about, yes. It did have that feel to it, right? The, the shutout was lost at that point. You know, I think they were up 7-1. He could, he could go in there and, and, you know, do some stuff if he wanted to, I guess. And then uh, we'll make this the last comment from B. Highest save percentage in a season previously was Joey last year in five games with a 900 save percentage. Well, there we go. On pace to, to do better than that. Smash that record, RJ. Let's <laughs> just crush it. Oh, man. That's good stuff, everybody. Thank you for that, B. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Big thanks to Flatstick Pub. I'm sure the party is still raging there after this oh, yeah. massive win from the Kraken, RJ. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe having our I keep thinking as the Winter Classic gets closer uh, and they just announced yeah. the whole schedule events for the Fan Fest and there were a lot of skills challenges. I, mm -hmm. I want to just, even if it's just unofficially between you and me, put together some kind of like larger contest of skills challenges, you know, mini golf, duffel board, you know, mm -hmm. everything we could put together and have one big Winter Classic weekend scoreboard uh, between the two of us. Even if it's just internal between the two of us, you know, yeah. I get kind of competitive. I think that'd be pretty fun. I was going to say, there's a, there's also a chance we'd be playing each other, RJ, for a fantasy football championship that weekend. Too. Let's so, make it happen. <laughs> we can really turn this into a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I'm totally down for that. And I'm sure, I'm sure people would be down for that as well. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight, everybody. We will see you all after that Kings game. Uh -huh.